we just stick out because Russ was only has one year left, and then you know, so the Hornets can basically play him this year, dump him. Is the On Call Podcast, your home for sports, news, pop culture, tech, and the obscure. And of course, your host, Michael Meyer. I've been drinking Kool-Aid jammers like I did when I was nine, because I like to pretend that I haven't lost a time. In the end, the nostalgia, though it tastes fine, I can only drink a couple because it feels like a lie. We play Halo and we lay low in our basement until the sun began to rise. We would go to school, but not learn too much because it's hard to read when you've got tired eyes. Instead of Westbrook. Been much better. And kept Caruso. They could have, their starting lineup could have been Caruso, Heald, LeBron, Davis, Turner. That's a good team. Like, that's a really good basketball team. And it's good defensively. It's true. Because Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis and Turner would be a great defensive, you know, bigs. And then LeBron is good at defense when he puts forth the effort. Caruso is an excellent defender. Buddy Heald's okay, but can shoot threes. It would have made a lot of that team would have been good, and everyone could shoot. I do think I think they really regret getting rid of Caruso. Yeah, it was just they didn't. That was just a money issue. That's all it was. They could have they could have paid him what the Bulls paid him, but it would have put him further into the luxury tax. Was the only reason they didn't do it. And that was a mistake. It wouldn't have made a difference last year, though. They were just bad. If we lose power, it's because there's a storm going on pretty good outside right now. The Thunder's a, a rolling. This is the MBZ podcast. We are chilling in the bar stools. I still don't know if Nicole likes these or hates them. Savannah loves them. She wants one in her room, but I said no. So I'm a bad. I'm a, I'm a mean dad. So I got the two out here. One that's got Jackson's nebulizer treatments because he had something. They don't even know what it is. They just said he tested negative for everything, but he does have a Radley cough. I'm like, all right, well, nebs and steroids. Here we go. So he's been going through his nebs. He's good now. No, he never had a fever or anything, so that's good. Just a Radley cough. Uh, and then one bar stool at the at the bar, taking over for the one that I fucking broke. Uh, I think, looking looking at the camera there, 
It looks like I need some golf stuff up there. Been golfing. Going golfing again this weekend. Someday. I think Sunday I'm going. You are? With uh, Uncle Bill. That, that motorcycle It's directly behind me. That's He's going to go. He used to be way better than me, but now he's getting old, blind, deaf. It's like going golfing with Helen Keller. And he's so rusty. Like, I should pummel him. And if you do like golfing, there's an app that my buddy Matt, who you met, he showed me. It's called the Golf Shot app. It's baller. You can do, it'll track your shots. Like, if you get the pro version, which is like 50 bucks a year, it marks your location when it senses a shot. And then it marks your location from the next shot. So it knows your ball travel and everything. It can automatically keep your scorecard for every course. I think it's got like 15,000 courses, which I did not realize there's that many golf courses. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of wasted real estate. Yeah. It's money making. I, I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised because there's a billion in Florida alone, it feels like. There's six within 20 minutes of here. Mm-hmm. Five in Rotunda. And there's the Cove, which is like, like a par three executive course. It's really short. And if, when you leave here, do you go right off of Gasparilla or left on 776? You take a right, right? I you right. If you keep going up there, there's the Wild Woods or whatever, Riverwood, which is a really nice course. And every development, which from where I'm from, there weren't gated communities, but like every community here is gated. It feels like there's just gated communities everywhere. Every gated community has its own golf course, unless you're Rotunda, in which case you have five public golf courses. Mm -hmm. Then there's the private Lemon Bay Golf Club, which I haven't gone yet, but I really want to. And there's just all the country clubs and it gets out of hand in a hurry. And you, have you ever heard of IMG? IMG. So I hadn't heard of IMG either until living here for almost 10 years. IMG Academy is all sports. Tiger Woods plays there. Serena and Venus Williams play there. Professional swimmers swim there. They have a um, rowing. Professional rowers go there for uh, Olympic training. And they have the IMG Golf Academy, which is where one of the courses that Tiger Woods rehabs at when he, after surgeries. I don't know how it's paid for, but it's like sponsored by Nike. It's sponsored by Under Armour. It's sponsored by um, Titleist and Callaway. Uh, sponsored by Puma because they also have like a crazy golf um, kick football, soccer football. Uh, it is where professional athletes go that live in Florida, keep up their game. I did not realize it, but they just spent like $6 million building this facility for rowers alone. Jeez. And everyone just walks around it. Uh, like all the old people just walk around. There's a walking course. It's like five miles to go around the whole. And where in Florida is this? Bradenton. Mm. It's about an hour and 10 minute drive. But 
uh, the Big Summer Golf Card. If you do like golf and you're mm-hmm. in Florida, check out the Big Summer Golf Card because it's 45 bucks. It's good for a year. And in the summertime, you can go to like private courses that are usually completely off limits. And you can go there for like 40 bucks for a round of 18 with a card. Yeah. I'm going to do Oh. Cameron might have picked that one up. That was, a, that, was a good th- that was a good thunder roll. So here we are in the uh, we're in the cave. But you, you'll notice I put the sign up over there. It's uh, next to the door opener. It's a Bears fan cave, or Bears man cave. What is it? Uh, this cave runs on bear power. My turf, my team. Bears fans only. Others not allowed. <laughs> Steelers football shirt on. Yep. Um, you know, expecting a kid, most moms go through a nesting. Mm-hmm. Nicole started hers way late. Baby's coming in two weeks. Now, now she wants to get in high gear. So it's been, uh, it's been a, a week. I hung up that calendar out there. It's on the other side of the doorway. It's a fancy calendar that she got. We got it last May. I hung it yesterday. Now there's another kid coming, but there's like a to-do list, a chore list for all the kids, even Jack's, but not for whatever this one's called. Whatever ba- whatever we name this baby. Uh, welcome to game five of the NBA Finals. Nope. I mean, NBA Eastern Conference Championship. Wow. There you go. It is the, <laughs> the Boston Celtics versus the Miami Heat. Is Hero is Hero playing tonight? No. What happened to Hero? All I heard is like he was missing. Was yeah the last game the first game he missed? I I don't know. I don't know his injury. It's not like he's been playing well when he has been playing. I saw him chunk a few shots. That's about it. I haven't seen him be. I thought he was a superstar. Is he not a superstar? No. He was. um, Who was it? I can't remember what player it was, but scored on hero and was like, that's what you get, you bubble fraud. (laughs) Oh. Because he played so well in the bubble hero. I think that's what it is. That was like the only time he played well. Like, he had a much. He had a bounce back season this year somewhat, but as a rookie, he had a big time. Big time. Like performance in the bubble and some, the league, a lot of the players are calling him a bubble fraud. So he just kind of seems like is he, is he even a starter? Or is he a sixth man? He's sixth man. They had to come off the bench and just shoot it a bunch. See, so yeah, I recall him in college being. But he plays starter minutes, so he closes. That's thing people will talk about about in the NBA. A lot of times it's not who starts, it's who closes. There are a lot of six-man people out there who play like 32 minutes off the bench and close the game. It's like, okay. They basically start, and you'll see starters who play like 18 minutes. And it's just like the natural way to stagger some of your scores. So the sixth man in the, the sixth man is in when number one goes out. Yeah, and he, com- he comes in there and just chucks, basically. Like a guy that would be good for like the Mavs. Like you, like Jamal Crawford did it for years and years and years. For the you, Bulls, yeah. You, you you come off the bench and you go out there with four defensive guys who can't really score, and they're like, all right, you're gonna go just play offense. And yeah, Jamal Crawford did it playing 36 minutes a game mm-hmm. for years. 
But in the minutes where this, he was playing with the second unit, he was just out there chucking. He did have a killer crossover. I remember Jamal Crawford back in the day. Yeah. You know, see, looking at him now, you see Eric Spolster there. Uh, who would have guessed he would even still be coaching with all the drama he dealt with during the Big Three of Miami? Uh, he's just a placeholder. He ain't nothing. It's LeBron's team. You're not coaching nothing. Still fucking there. You're in one seed. He's a good coach. No one would have guessed that a year, a couple years in. I guessed it when he was still there, like year three. If you can coach LeBron three straight years, you're a good coach. Because the problem is LeBron has to respect you intellectually. Yeah. Like, he likes him. He likes Ty Lu, But, like, Mike Brown, LeBron was just like, shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, That's true. He still doesn't like Mike Brown. Because he doesn't know what he's doing. Like... You have to like actually know what you're talking about. Like Le- LeBron and Brad Stevens would have made a lot of sense, but Brad Stevens could, isn't coaching anymore. I could, I could see Brad Stevens being the guy that tell LeBron to get on the bench. He's done for the night, and LeBron doing no. He wouldn't bench LeBron. Because LeBron's never out there like actively hurting his team. Where's Brad Stevens at? He's uh, promoted. He's the president of operations for the Celtics now. That's right. He took over for Danny Ainge, didn't he? Yep. What's Danny Ainge doing? Retirement. I wish I was so successful I could retire in my 40s. You think Danny Ainge is in his 40s? It could be 50s. I guess he played in the league. He's like super old, I think. I think it's just because How old is Danny Ainge? I watched so many clips of him. He's probably like 54. 63. No shit. <laughs> That's old enough to be done if you want. It's one of those things where I'm getting older and. Honestly, I thought he played like in like the like early 80s. <laughs> I gotta t- tell the little one good night. So let me uh, do one of these one of these gimmicks. Oh, man. See, we were talking about Danny Ainge and all that, and it just makes makes you realize, uh, I'm getting fucking old, man. I'm getting old. Last day of school. Done with third grade. Going on to fourth, starting 
Next year, fourth grade. That's that's not little anymore. It's little. I mean, it's little, but it's not. I don't feel old enough. She's some not, days. Yeah, she's not like a baby. Like she's not a baby or a toddler. She's full on like like fourth grades where it's like, now you're a kid. Like fourth through sixth grade is full on like you're just a a, a big kid. And then after sixth grade, you hit teenager. And Time flies, man. It's kind of crazy. I saw some graph one time. It was super depressing. It was like you get like a year of infants, like of an infant, like two years of toddler, like two years of preschool. And like it was like basically like every sec- section of your kid's life is only like two years, basically. Enjoy it while you got it because it ain't going to last. Because kin- like it said, kindergarten through like second grade is a phase, and then like third through like fifth is a phase, and then sixth through eighth, and then then you have high school years, and I can and even s- high school years you can break up somewhat. Like freshman and sophomore year are not like junior and senior. No, year. Well, no, because once you, yeah, once you hit junior year, you got to start thinking like the future, and then they're gone. That's what's crazy. Like, well, nowadays they come back. They're gone for four or five years in college, this economy. Well, let me get rid of that page. So that was what we were going to talk about today here. Was the, the, the top fives at their position. Uh, to do the the proper thing, we should say condolences. That's I can't. So when that happened, the, the shooting. I don't know who your news sources were, but when I was like, you know, refreshing the page and everything. I was like, th- was there a fucking nine-year-old shooting up at school? Mm-mm. I see he was 18. Uh, I haven't heard of any any manifesto like I expected. Did you hear that the police were there before he shot anybody? No. They couldn't stop him because he was wearing armor and the police weren't armed heavily enough to be able to deal with what he was wearing. So he was armed better than the police. So they had to wait for the special forces unit to get there. Considering what kind of... Because like the police, the school called it in when they saw the kid with the assault rifle. And the police showed up and then basically couldn't stop him. Like, it's just gross. It's like, are headshots not a thing? Guys, I don't know what all this kid was wearing, but like, do they have protective helmets that are bulletproof? Did he? I'm sure they do. I mean, just the helmets that we got. And someone I, took him out, though. That's true. He did. He did get it. Special forces got there and ended it. So, I would like to. I got. I got to read more into it. I got. I haven't had any free time yet, man. It's just not a fun read. But yeah, I came out today that the police were actually there before he actually had shot him, and they still weren't able to stop it. Which I mean, if they're there, to me, kind of communicates that like arming teachers probably isn't the answer then, because if the cops are there and they they, stop the guy, did they shoot anything? Did the cops shoot him? Were they shooting at him? I'm assuming they they couldn't take him out. That or they just let him do it, which doesn't make any kind of sense. Because they said they they were that he was too heavily armored for them to be able to deal with, is what they said. I find that hard to believe. Because. How? I mean, do, if do, you're shooting at him, how's he going to be shooting at other people? Do police have Kevlar piercing bullets rounds? 
You think they'd have some hollow tip shit like that? You think they should, but I mean, clearly they probably did not. You think cops would use cop killers? They're already used to shooting innocent civilians anyway. Why not make sure they can take out the armed civilians? Sorry, like, was, but still, like, it just it just tells me that like obviously army teachers probably doesn't solve the problem because the police were physically there and couldn't stop it. What is, teachers are not trained in guns, <laughs> like they're probably not going to be. And then the, you give you need teachers hollow tip bullets and crap. You need teachers like all this like yeah like that just seems like a recipe for disaster too. What if a teacher loses it or what if a student gets a hold of that gun somehow like. And accidentally shoots someone or a teacher shoots a parent that they weren't expecting to come in the room. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like overall, I agree. But at the same time, I would rather every teacher have their just have a concealed carry versus having a bunch of cops just wandering campuses. Cause generally the cop that's on campus is not like the primo guy. Well, yeah, but neither is a teacher, obviously. No, but it would get rid of the officer. It, the, having the gun would eliminate the need for the officer. I mean, not having AR-15s accessible for random 18-year-olds probably takes care of that problem, too. It's very true. I mean, it's just no other country goes through this. Limit high-capacity magazines. Like, yeah, other countries don't have this problem. So it's solvable. Everyone keeps saying, like, who knows what the answer is? I'm like, talk to the other countries that don't have this issue, which is all of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and the, you can't tell me that there's no crazy people in the UK. <laughs> the fear is that we are. Like, you know, you, you can't tell me there's no crazy cuckoo person who lives no, in the you're whole right. entire United Kingdom. You're right. The fear is we already have so many guns here. What do you do? I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be gradual. It's gonna take time. But the thing is, if you if you were to make guns like illegal or something, like that kid doesn't get a gun. It's true. Yep. Not an AR-15 anyway. Like he might be able to get his hand on like some old person who didn't turn in their rifle. You know what I mean? But, but like, he's not gonna just be able to go to a gun store and be like, I would like an assault rifle. Who needs? 30 rounds in a rifle. It's like if you're clearly not using an AR-15 and 30 rounds to go hunting. Like you're, gonna it's go just, hu- you're just going to obliterate a deer to the point where you can't even eat it anymore? Like that the goal? And from what I was told, an AR-15 is not a good hunting rifle. It's a assault rifle. It's, it's literally just for killing people. That's what it was made for. So, I mean, it was made to kill humans. So why we need it makes no sense. I'm a big gun lover. I have I have several guns and a couple of pistols. A couple of shotguns. I'd love to go out. I go to the range here, but up in Wisconsin, if I'm ever up there, my buddy my my buddy's dad has land. He's got seventy five acres, so we'll just go and we'll just, just shoot the shit out of a tree. But even then, we're usually using fucking bolt action, mm-hmm. scoping, trying to blow up pop cans from a couple hundred yards. Well, the funniest part is everyone goes to the Second Amendment where they're like, well, these people back in 1776 said it, guns were cool. And I'm like, okay, 
They were muskets, man. Like, <laughs> like, how about this? You can have your musket with your little, uh, yeah. what's the metal? Oh, I always forget what it's called. The bayonet at the end. The bayonet, You can have yeah. your musket with your bayonet. If you want to go try to do a mass shooting with your musket that misfires about, you know, 33% of the time and <laughs> takes about 15 minutes between shots, like you go right on ahead. And this may be... This obviously, if we had like a lot of viewers, right, obsessed people, but like, why are we just quoting the Constitution? Like, these guys weren't like owning other humans and didn't see women as real people. Yeah, <laughs> like, what are they? Five eighths? Is that, is that black people? Three fifths. Three fifths. And there's a reason why, you know, amendments are made to be there, and it's because we didn't necessarily treat women, or you know, we didn't treat women or you know people less of color than they're less than a human humans, and like. Maybe let's not take everything they say verbatim. Like they, because they said we're allowed to have guns. Okay, where's the cutoff? Can I just have a tank? Well, they 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 do have federal uh, federal laws prohibiting what you can buy. Right, but I'm so just like saying, you like can't buy a, you can't buy a sniper rifle. Yeah, but that's the funny thing though. Is the, the the Constitution just says I can I can bear arms. I want a tank. I would like to own a drone. I'd like to be able to fly over people's houses and take them out from yeah. a distance. I want a thirty want a foot aerial assault vehicle. Yeah. From my hunting, I would yeah. like to. <laughs> I would like to fly over the deer, and take it from my couch. Yeah, I want like to be sitting in pizza, driving my drone around, and taking deer out from a distance. That's right. I want to sit here in Florida, and I want to go hunting up in Wisconsin. <laughs> I want to blast the ground and destroy a couple of deer. I want baby fawn. I want baby fawns. <laughs> I want deer deer veal, and I will pay someone to walk through the woods and just find the blast radius and just. I feel Ship like, me I feel like school shootings are probably good for the whitest kid you know. With the, like, Mm-mm. they're called the baby skulls. They're a gang. With <laughs> what? How do you stop the baby skulls? You gotta give them guns too. <laughs> I felt bad. Like I had never heard of the whitest kid you know. Really? Yeah. Did you watch the Grapist? After I suggested it. No, I saved their play because they have a whole playlist on YouTube. I have it all saved. It's been a really hectic couple days. The Grapist is the play. That is by far I, their best. I think that's their number one video on YouTube. You like oh, it's, views. it's it's amazing. I might have watched it. I watched three videos they had because it played next on the it's playlist. A, it's a pun on Kool-Aid. Mm. Where he comes in and he goes, I'm going to grape you in the mouth. <laughs> like talking to kids. Yeah, the, I did not watch that one. Oh, it's fantastic. I, uh, I play YouTube uh, in my headphone all the time. Because I I do the bougie thing and I want YouTube with to be able to play on my lock screen, but I usually listen to podcasts through YouTube. So like, that's a big reason I probably I listen to so much of the the Pat McAfee show because it's a three and a half hour a day sports show, and I just put it in my ear. The Grapus is one I feel like I should watch. Yes. And if Reddit hadn't, you know, if someone put that on Reddit of the, uh, the baby skulls, you know, the, uh, the, the gun crime shit, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have watched it. And it's weird that I showed it to you a week ago and then there's another fucking school shooting. Yeah. And then today people are bringing out all these facts and figures about how many mass shootings have been in the United States already this year. And that's an appalling number. That's 254. It's May. We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're going for record-breaking stuff, man. I And it's... 
every year we beat like the previous record. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, like old Chicago Bull Steve Kerr, were held hostage by our senators and uh, our, our governors. Well, it, I could go out tonight and get my hands on a gun illegally pretty easily. Yeah, I don't know easier anybody than, now, but easier I easier than I could with drugs. The funny is, you could ask around. You can just straight up ask people, like, I want a gun. And they're like, no one's going to turn you into the police for that. You, the police aren't going to care. If they're like, this guy's looking for a gun, the police aren't probably going to come after you. It's harder to find, like, drugs than it would be to find a gun. Just because you, you could go into a Walmart and be like, hey, man, like, I don't have the ability to get a gun legally right now, but I want one. And they, they could probably point you in the right direction. Yeah, you could, you could go there and be like, hey, buddy. You could probably go to pawn shops and just get a gun. Oh, you can. I have. I have two guns. Without needing, a, like, without having your carrying concealed, like, they're probably just pawn shops. You pay enough money, you give them enough money. Well, once you pass, well, I had you had to do a background check, but it's the basic background check, just to make sure you're not a felon. Right, but, the, I'm saying, but I'm saying like, and, you, and I bet if you gave him another two hundred bucks, he'd be like, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, you have enough money, you could just get it. Yeah, yeah. Like, someone will just sell it to you illegally, off the books. For the right money, drugs you have to actually find someone selling drugs. Like to where, like I think you go to a pawn shop and like people don't like drug dealers, but everyone's like, "Hey, second minute, right? I get you. I, I know, I know where to go." Yeah, I could. You don't think I can go to one of those Trump pop-up stands on the side of the street and I, say, "I cool. want to buy a gun." There's a lot of them. That's crazy. I say, you, think I, you don't think I could go and say, "I want to buy a gun. I haven't. I don't have my conceal and carry, but I want one." If you buy, you don't think there's someone they would be like, <laughs> "I have a gun for you, man." <clears throat> If you buy a you Trump, a Trump DeSantis twenty four <laughs> sticker, it comes with a fifteen percent discount Off on account. your next AR, not your first, your next. But you know, you know that they would, they would find, they would sell me a gun. Absolutely. Florida's one of the. Because what if, I, what if I just said something stupid like I don't, I don't want the government tracking me. I want to buy a gun, but I don't want to do the background check because I, I don't want to need be Big by the Brother government. knowing yeah. that I and got they'd be it. Like, They'd be like, damn right. Right Come on, on buddy. Ass, man. I'll get you. I'll get you what you want. Uh, and then I'm like, oh, I'll give you money. They're like, no need, no need. I don't need to be paid for this. I'll do it from the kindness of my heart. Second Amendment. Oh, my God. All I care is about the Constitution. Oh, my God. Okay. That's going to break me. So, <laughs> OTA started. <laughs> just How terrible transition, but I'm just <laughs> done. <laughs> this conversation is not going right. to go anywhere good for Can me. you look behind your right shoulder? Is the cart got a green light there? Yep. Can you unplug that for me? Just yank it out. It's literally just a plug. There you go. Yeah, OTA started for Pittsburgh yesterday. Big news. Everyone's like, oh, Pickett's third on the death chart. <laughs> yeah, the Steelers do that with. should be. The Steelers do that with every rookie. Yeah. Every rookie starts at the bottom. It's OTAs. It's not even mini camp. It's not training camp. Like, Yeah, with, it's truly meant mini, to. It's just like running around. with. There's no pads. There's no hitting. Then, we have, then you have mini camp, which is the first mandatory thing. And then you have training camp. And then you have preseason. Like, I still think Pickett's the starter week one. And, I mean, I they'll announce it around like week two or three of the preseason. There's only three weeks of the preseason. but That's true. There's only three weeks. So, like, he'll, he'll, pass, he'll pass Rudolph before the preseason starts. Man, Arby's bonus wings look fucking delicious. Uh, I do think the more I think about it, the more I think Pickett will start because of all the interviews I've been watching of um, Mike Tomlin, he's done very good at staying so current. And uh, like he's done so well at staying open minded. 
considering he's been an NFL coach now for how many? Fuck, fourteen years, fifteen years. I know we're we're, we're looking like fifty years. The last three coaches. He would. Bill Cowher coached Roethlisberger for two years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a little longer than that, I believe. Could have been three or four. Long so, enough that Ben wanted to throw out more, and Cowher was like, "I can't do this." <laughs> <laughs> so Tom has been a coach for enough years and burned by enough media outlets and everything. He's done well at staying young and not criticizing like Juju, well, because he, he wanted to be a he TikToker. Still is young as like a person. As a as coach. Overall, as a person, he is. But like he's, as a coach, he's still a young head coach. True. That's the funny thing. He's been a coach for 14 years, but we hired him like 34 or something. He's like, I don't know. Are you sure he's 50? How old is Mike Tomlin? He's, he was the youngest coach by like four years. He's just now 50. Yeah, he was the youngest coach by like four years when he got hired. I think Belichick's like 70. It's like Tomlin could coach for 20 years, technically. Like, As ah. long as you guys don't try to lynch him, he, he could. Yeah, had to bring race back into it. Yeah, um, I'm a, I'm still a big fan of Tomlin. I just I he's, he's I think he is part of the the wave of player coaches. And he's a player coach in a good way, not a player coach in that you just get to do whatever you. Yeah, want, he's not. Right? Yeah, he's not. He's not kowtowing, but he because there are definitely players coaches that are like push over, basically like, just let their players do what they want. Like, Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, it's like, that's not a player's coach. That's just, you're a pushover. Yeah, it's just a little <laughs> pussy. To where Tomlin's like, a, hey, you know, we're going to be friends, but we're also going to work. Yeah, I think he's one of the best at towing the line of those two things. Mm-hmm. This has been a really boring he'll just, game. He'll just, he'll just throw you under the bus to the media, too. He'll just be like, yeah, you sucked, so be better. He... Was he the one that called out Chase Claypool during the immaturity stuff? <laughs> I, I think so. He he, <laughs> he he also benched Claypool for it, and then he threw Osbert. Him and Osbert and I end on good terms. I know that much. <laughs> Shit. They didn't end on good terms. No, Tomlin didn't even recognize that he retired. He's not made a public statement, and you know Tomlin. He plays things textbook. He would have if he liked him. And I know there was a pl- there was a play where it was fourth down and like eight or something from like the fifteen, and Rossberger threw it like one yard downfield, and they asked Tomlin. They said, "Why didn't you throw it in the end zone or something?" And he said, "I don't know. That's a question you have to ask Ben. I have no idea why we wouldn't." <laughs> and I'm like, that saying stuff like that means you're just not getting along anymore. Like. And then Tom, Ben on the radio made a comment when they asked if he was coming out of retirement, like Tom, he said, he goes, I know that there's a GM and a head coach that don't want me back. He's right, though. Yeah. I, he was a shell. He wasn't good anymore. He played longer than Brett Favre should have. You know, Brett Favre still had an arm on him. He was still blasting it in there. He could still play comparatively to Ben Roethlisberger. You know, they just, I mean, that's how it is, though. You just... Ben wasn't as naturally gifted in the arm as far as the decline. It was just like Ben's Ben played a full two years with a noodle. I think the people that age better are people like Breeze and and um Brady that never necessarily had cannons. Yeah. Because when you fall when you lose your arm, it's like I've never depended on that in the first place. Right. So it's not as big of a deal to where 
Like when you're Peyton Manning and you did have a laser and then it becomes limp, it's a lot harder. And Peyton was bad those last two years. He, but he he could he couldn't throw a spiral his whole career. Yeah, but he couldn't throw it thirty yards on field anymore. Yeah, at the very end he couldn't even throw. But the problem is he never threw a spiral. But his arm was just strong enough he could just force it downfield. Basically, the, the best thing about Peyton was his brain. Yeah, to where Tom had a tight spiral and never had a big arm. So like it, it doesn't still matter flies. as much. It flies because he he has a tight spiral. To where when you're throwing a duck, but your arm is just good enough you can throw it fifty yards. As soon as you lose that arm power, you lose all the yardage pretty bad and then uh I mean, far still just chucking and ducking like he never had the brain for it the Steelers uh qb coach made a comment about Pickett i liked he said i think is they asked him what his ceiling was and he goes his ceiling is like a hall of fame level quarterback he's like what do you mean he's like and they were like really they're like his we they're like most people seem to think his ceiling is like you know kirk cousins or whatever and he goes he goes yeah he goes that's just people don't understand quarterbacks he said that like as far as the media he's like the media just only looks at physical tools and they're like yeah Pickett doesn't have a cannon Pickett's not huge he's like but tom's been okay drew Brees was good he's like he's like there's so much more about a quarterback than just having the physical tools he said it's mostly mental and, like, um, intangibles. He goes, both of which pick it's really good. So I, I like that anyway. And he's, like, he's very accurate. And everyone's, like, he goes all the knocks. And we're, like, yeah, he's accurate. And his intangibles are good or whatever. But he's not. He doesn't have a cannon. And that was, like, the big knock. He doesn't have a cannon. He has small, <laughs> small little baby hands. And truly, Drew Brees never even had an average arm. In comparison, he had a below 15. Oh, and Tom's always had a bad arm. Like, in comparison to most of the league. Not as Drew Brees, but yes. No, but he, he never just, he was never blowing guys, the doors off of both nothing. Both those guys are just accurate, and that's the thing is Drew Brees had one of the best deep ball pers- like percentages in the league, and it's not because he had a cannon; it's because he's hitting his guys. And that's the thing is Pickett. They said was by far the most accurate quarterback in the draft, and he had great intangibles. But the knock on him was like he didn't have a cannon and he had small hands. And the receivers basically like that's not that doesn't matter. Like that's like getting the fastest and strongest wide receiver it doesn't mean they can catch a football. I'm guilty just like everyone else. When you see, I felt, you know, my biggest draft bust. Do you know who yours was? The player that you fell in love with, not even, not, not a Steelers player. I mean, it could be, but a player that you fell in love with based counting, on. Counting injuries. Well, if you're counting injuries, RG3. But I, I still have a hard time saying he was a bust because he just, dude, wasn't healthy. In that yeah. rookie year when he was healthy, he was electric. He was good. Like he was good his rookie year. He would he would have been better than Luck. They they were drafting the same class, right? Yep. But I mean, RG3 was like special that rookie year, and then he started getting hurt, and it just when he didn't learn to slide early enough. So that's the thing is, I, I, I would say he was the most I was wrong on, but that doesn't really count because, I mean, injuries are the main reason why he didn't make it, in my opinion. I'm trying to think of who I who I really liked that just wasn't good. So I know mine, and I feel bad about it every draft year, and I still fall victim to it because it's about arm strength. Who do you think? Was it Jamarcus Russell? It's Jamarcus Russell. I didn't. I never thought he was gonna be good. I just I fell he was in love. Fat. With, he was. He, I mean, he was <laughs> fat, but he was. You know, he's six five. He could throw it 55, 60 yards from his knees. Mm-hmm. He could throw it seventy five. When he loaded up, I was like, oh, okay, it's Jamarcus. And 
I'm trying to think of it. He had Eddie Lacy disease where it's just like. I thought Eddie Lacy she, was going to be really good. Yeah, well, there's a bust there. Yeah, it didn't work. Well, there's, a, two there's good a lot of receivers I thought were going to be really good that didn't work out. Like, I thought Sidney Rice was going to be a thing. Oh, yeah. I thought Percy Sydney Harvin Rice was going to be a better thing. For the Ravens or the, uh, the Vikings. Vikings? Yeah, I thought Percy, Percy Harvin, Harvin was good. He got derailed by injuries, too. Injuries, but I thought he was going to be special for a long time. Weak ankles. Weak ankles on Percy Harvin. I thought Julio would be I'm <laughs> What a fucking nobody. No, but I thought... um. Who was the the Lions guys? They had Roy Williams, who I thought was going to be like special. Roy, yeah, from USC. Yeah, and they, he wasn't anything. I mean, he was good for like a year or two. Kevin White from the Bears, number five overall pick. I thought I he think. was going to be great. There was a couple guys the Lions drafted that I was like, okay, that dude's just a straight stud. Jamarcus was my big. Who are the, who did the Bengals have? The Bengals had someone too. I thought was going to be great. In between the Hushmanzada. Oh, TJ Hushmanzada. And so after so after Cinco, after Hushmanzada. After the Cinco Hushmanzada years, before this new before wave. Before the Tyler Boyds and all them. So uh, AJ Green. He he ended up being okay. But like I thought he was gonna be like maybe the best in the league. And he never made it to there. No. Talent top five every year. Injured hamstrings, just Yeah, I think AJ Green in the grand scheme is Overall, a bust to potential. I thought Aaron Hernandez was going to be good. He never got injured. <laughs> Undefeated. Dude just had other issues going for him. Uh, a few other, another one that you could say that was a bust when you talk about tight ends, so I would say Kellen Winslow. Another head case mm-hmm. who ruined pure talent. Well, he just never looked that good either. But he like was... Even when he played, it was, like Aaron Hernandez when he was on the field was... <laughs> Yeah, Dude, it was good. <laughs> it's AJ, AJ Green with thirty pounds on him. Oh, him, and, him and Gronk would have been so nasty for years. I don't know how you line up against something like that. I don't think you can. You'd have to create a defense for that. A weird nickel package that includes a six foot three, two thirty safety. Yeah. With quick twitch reflexes to try to defend that because Hernandez from a pure athleticism standpoint is probably significantly better than Gronk. Gronk had heart and physicality, but Hernandez is fucking fast. He was. He was Kyle Pitts 1.0. Yeah. And he was the first Kyle Pitts. Went to Florida too. Had all that. I come for him. You know, I just heard today Johnny Smith for the Patriots is going to be uh, AH 2.0. Oh, I thought Tyler Eifert was going to be a stud. Yeah, Eifert. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to be really... Tight ends do that all the time, though. We have like they one year where they score like down. 10 touchdowns, and then they're just never irrelevant again. That's the that's the fear, I think, uh, for any fantasy footballer out there. Hawkinson has everything to be that guy, but in a situation, in a spot that can cause him to just give up, does not reach. He, Hawkinson, he went to Iowa, didn't he? Yeah. I'm a big. I love Fryermuth. The thing great is, great like, situation. He's for, he's gonna be a safety valve. Well, the thing about Fryermuth too, though, is his rookie year he didn't start as a. Um, he was a third stringer. His to like on the depth chart before, wasn't he? What, I'm saying, that, yeah, the Steelers. He was not like he was nothing. He was not playing at the beginning of the year, and he still had like what seven touchdowns or something his rookie year. 
Like, was he, last year's rookie year. Yeah. Yeah, he came out of nowhere. Just well, because he didn't do anything for the first like four or five weeks. He barely played, and then he started playing more and more. And then like he had a streak where he had the most touchdowns of football over like a six week span. He had like a touchdown every game for like six weeks. And he took over is, Sam Darnold's and, spot of these, and he set all the records at Penn State for touchdowns. And the thing is, he had a big year. He had like he had like. 500 yards or something like seven touchdowns and like 50 catches which is better by the way than like the rookie years of Gronk and Kelsey if Kyle Pitts didn't exist Friday Muth would have got so much media attention but Kyle Pitts had a thousand yards his rookie year as a tight end but he's just he was in more of a situation to do that too my, because my, my fear is that the number Kyle one wide receiver was Russell Gage and yeah. they were always losing so they were just chucking it all game long my fear is that Kyle Pitts turns into more of a Sterling Sharp situation where it's just like Blazing lightning, amazing player that just doesn't match. Sterling Sharp was amazing for five years, six years. See, and Pitts derailed by injuries. Monster in fantasy again this year, though. It's a rookie wide receiver and him, and like they're gonna be chucking it. I don't think so. My just pure volume from a tight end perspective, he's gonna be good. If hopefully, you're but you're hoping Mariota. He finished reads. tight end six last year. Yeah, and Mariota relies on athleticism more than Matt Ryan ever has. That's true, but he had he was tied in six last year as a rookie and had one touchdown. He's going to have catch, more than catch one monster touchdown. yards. I just hope that Mariota settles. That was his big problem in Tennessee, rolling out and not finding the exit. It's possible Ritter ends up starting by the end of the year. I will say a lot of their rookies outside of Malik Willis literally stayed start slid into a position where they could play. By the end of the year, like if you're the Falcons and you're two and eight and Merritt is trash, why not just play some Ritter? See what's up. Same with the Panthers; they're not a good team. Is it Howell? They have they have uh, Matt Corral. Is How- Howell's Howell? in Washington? Guinea of Carson Wentz. You don't owe him. You don't owe him anything. So just like, a lot of money. Yeah, but you don't owe him anything as a person. So like all all those quarterbacks could end up starting by the end of the year. To where I think Pickett is, he's in the situation where. He better start right away. We should go to the whiteboard and see when rookies play. Projections of when when rookies take over this season or not. According to like Vegas or no, uh, our pick of when. Oh yeah, we already did it with Pickett. Who I said week one. I said Lance week one. It'll be interesting. Like, where's Jimmy G gonna like? Is he just gonna stay in San Fran? I think he restructures his contract. He doesn't want to leave. He's already beautiful. He's already making so much money being a Bay he Area. Wasn't at, he wasn't at OTAs yesterday. He doesn't need to. And be. Lance apparently looked amazing, but I I hate that. So we have someone in our fantasy league who's just like every single one of their players. They're just sitting there, like, oh my gosh, this, that, and the other. And it's like, okay, Kittle, yeah. Kittle did talk up Trey Lance a lot. But on this is, Pat McAfee but, show. But this is pre- this is preseason, and that's the thing. It's like it, before, like before preseason starts. Just so you know, every single team is just studs. <laughs> All their players are just studs. I remember when the Packers had. I don't oh, remember who, who their two tight ends were, but they were going to be able to run these two tight end sets, and it was going to be a nightmare for defenses, and blah, blah, blah. And they so never you, did it. The, the way you talk about that in OTAs being voluntary and uh, everything like that, and uh, everyone's a stud. You know, you know, Jalen Johnson, cornerback from the Bears, actually held, you know, he was, he was Pro Bowl caliber quality player, but. 
Well, the last two days, he did not line up with the ones. He critic he criticized the play, and some oh, so he, he criticized. So I don't know if it's a pun. I hope, but the last two days in OTAs. I will say it's a red flag if you hear anything negative about a player right now because everything should be gushing. I remember that's why I didn't draft any Le'Veon Bell last year when he was at the Jets. Or maybe it was two years ago. The two year, years now, yeah. Yeah, two years where he lost his job from the Jets because they were like, he looks old and not good anymore, was what they said at camp. I'm like, yeah. that's not good. Like, literally everything's, oh, this person's going to be unstoppable. Like, how they talk about Herbert gaining muscle or, you know, Neheim Hines, supposed, that was news today, he was going to be a weapon. Like, everybody's going to be a weapon. Everyone's going to be an X factor for their team. They're going to take, all the stars are going to take the next step. All of the young guys are going to blossom. That was a foul. And, and that's what happens every single year. So whenever you hear something like this person is, doesn't look good, they look terrible. Yeah. <laughs> they look like You really do look bad. bad. Like, they might not make the roster is usually what that means. So, yeah, I do think it was because he didn't show up to... Um, well, you said he criticized the play. That might have just been like, he, you don't make the calls, Right, bro. so like he, he looked so great in the prior 3-4 system. And now you know, the Bears, they don't have the talent of a lot of teams. So what are they going to do for it? They're going to make up for it and hustle and just... They're, they're trying to go back to the Lovey Smith days. Like, we're going to hit you harder. We're going to run faster. We're going to outwork you. Well, the rookie minicamp, they talked to Jalen Johnson, and he criticized the acronyms, you know, Loafs, uh, like there's six, there's six different things about you know, uh, Eminem, you know, mean and nasty, uh, loafs of, oh yeah, the the change of direction. If you don't hustle, uh, if you're seen on camera not hustling, just because you're not within ten yards of the ball, uh, not trying to go for the turn. He criticized these weird things, so like now he's paying for it. Mm. I think he'll come around because he's a great cornerback, especially a beautiful find as a fifth round pick for sure. Uh, yeah, that's. And I think it, what makes it look worse. No, he was the third round. He was the third round pick, and Darnell Mooney was the fifth round pick. And the reason it looks way worse for Jalen Johnson is because Darnell Mooney met up with Justin Fields. They hung out all offseason. They went to Georgia, worked on routes pretty much every single day since the season ended. So uh, if you're a fantasy football player, look out for Mooney because like, I think they have a a bond. Did you see that we're about to release? Our, we're about to do our rank our top fives of the positions. Did you see that uh, PFF ranked the 32 best um, receivers and Deontay Johnson was not on the list? What Julio mm. Jones was, Robert Woods was. Like these guys are okay, but like it, it was like it was a weird list, man. I, it's like he wanted to fit certain categories where he so was like, these are the up and comers, these are the old people in situations. But like, but I was just like, no, you would not tell me that someone wants Julio Jones over Deontay Johnson this season. Robert, uh, no, Julio's still a free agent. No one signed him yet. If Deontay Johnson would not still be a free agent right now, <laughs> you know what I mean? Someone would have given him money. The Jaguars would have paid him probably forty three million dollars a year if they paid. Chris if they Kirk. didn't trade AJ Brown, he wouldn't be the best player on his team, let alone a top thirty. Yeah, wide I'm saying. it makes no sense. 
It was just one of their writers who did it, but I was just like stunned by it. Like I'm the, thinking they did that for clickbait. But I was like, Julio, like I said, Julio still is not a team. Like, do you know how much money the Jaguars would have paid Deontay if he was a free agent right now? Let's see. Um, like before they signed Kirk, when they signed wait, Kirk for twenty four for twenty eight or four for eighty four, they just signed Deontay for like four for a hundred. Yeah, he's worth four more million a year than Kirk because Kirk's not worth twenty one. But that's the thing is like. And at least that way you could say he's so young. Yeah, something. Deontay's young and like has shown potential with a ba- with bad quarterback situation to be really good. Chris Kirk had uh, Kyler and middle. Of, he, you know, and they talk about that. Oh, people praise the Jags, but now after contracts are fully submitted and everything, they have Trevor Lawrence on a rookie deal. Do you know what their cap space is next season to start the season? Negative seventeen million dollars. That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. And you were the. Th- and they paid Zay Jones eight million a year. That made no sense to me. The Bears next year have a couldn't ho- couldn't start hardly for the Raiders. Right, right. The, the Bears <laughs> next year have a hundred and three million dollars, and then the year after that have a hundred and fifty four million dollars. I think it's smart that the that the Bears have that much money because they're going to get someone. They can get whoever the fuck I mean, they want. I mean, they'll get McLaurin or Deontay or Deeb or As of now, DK's get, on there. Debo's DK, on there. DK. They can get any of those guys. That One of those guys would be a free agent. So if they want one of those guys, they can get them. They have the most money by AJ a Brown's, lot. AJ Brown's now off the market. Right. He, just, he got traded and he made a lot of money. I want DK. DK wants Chicago. His dad, Terrence Metcalf, played guard for years for the Bears. He wants to go to Chicago. I want him in I Chicago. Would, I don't want any of those guys. Yeah, for the right price. I mean, obviously, like on, on the, it all depends on what they want financially. Like, if I told you you get DK for twenty five million a year, Deontay for eighteen, you probably are like, I'll take the seven million a year. You know what I mean? It's like, so like it just kind of depends. Like, no matter well, how well you for rate age, them, I'm taking Deontay anyway. Aren't they the same age? The same draft class. That's all one draft class. That's where they're all free God agents. God damn, you're right. Yeah, it was McLaurin, right. Debo, Deontay. Yeah, but if they weren't first-round picks, AJ it's not Brown. the same. Because if they're a second-round pick, they're not fifth-year options. Uh, De- Deontay had a fifth-year option. I don't know. Hey, Siri, how old is Deontay Johnson? 25, I believe. 25? Yeah. Hey, Siri, how old is DK Metcalf? He should be around that same age. Maybe 24. 24. Because Deontay, oh, uh, that extra, the, the extra Deontay year has to be older because he went to Central Michigan. When you uh, go to a school like you that, you years. have to play, you have to go four. I mean, you can't. You're not coming out young from a school like that. You're not. It's a lot harder to to make that jump. But still, like the Steelers done messed up though. When Deontay had said he wanted five years, seventy five. Should have signed that the minute he said it. <laughs> now they're not gonna they're gonna pay more Kirk for thing. less years. Well, then that Chris Kirk thing happened four for eighty four, and then like, reset the market. But now, as much as that reset the market, that can also pendulum back. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck you. We're not gonna pay that to anybody else because look at what it did to them. Yeah, and like Tyreek and Adams both got thirty. Well, Absurd. when you're elite for five years, you get that. 30? That is a lot of money for a receiver. Well, A.J. Brown got it because Jalen Hurts is still on well, a rookie AJ deal. A.J. Brown got 24, 25 million a year. I don't know how the Raiders are doing it. They re-signed Max Crosby. 
What's his name? It's Max and Crosby, right? They're not very deep. I mean, they're not paying your running backs. They're not paying any of the no, other receivers. You know, Henry Ruggs, all his money fell off because he's... Waller doesn't make money. No, his, his deal's up in two years. But well, it, one more football season, so it's this year and so next they, year. They're not paying a lot of guys. Uh, they let Zay Jones go. <laughs> Brian Edwards, they traded. All right, which they, position do you want to do first? Josh Jacobs. He's they already they didn't exercise his fifth years. Where is all their money going? Just to David Carr and or Derek Derek Carr and Devontae. That's it. That's that's their money. And oh, Max offense. Crosby's deal for the DN. Yep. The Raiders are gonna be broken again. Yep. Which position do you want to go first? Mm, we'll go to least exciting to most of running back, wide out, quarterback. Okay. Uh, let me take a leak. I think, I think running back and quarterback will be the most similar. Wide receiver, there's just so many choices you so can make. So many. Yeah, let, we'll do running back, quarterback, wide out. Just because, because there is so... like when You you kind of you can count a slot receiver, receiver and then like what we see can be totally different to what we appreciate. From athleticism to route running to oh a rod, um, all right, we'll take a little a little second here, quick, so I can take a leak. Mm. One second before we before we do that, just because I want to, I want to play Jack's song on here, so. Turn up the volume on this. Right. You guys got a few seconds of Jackson's song, but I haven't got to play it because I've only uploaded Jackson's song to Spotify. And uh, I'm going to have a song for for the next baby here in a bit. Talk to the guy to uh, help me with the mix because he knows how to do it way better. He's a professional. Uh, pocket grooves. If you don't know pocket grooves, this guy's a videographer, uh, mix, uh, mix master. He dude's a G check him out on, uh, check him out on Instagram at uh, love baby mama text me one second, baby mama. This game's going to be a race to 80. Baby mama. I had to sit next to her today. Savannah got her end of the year award, so good for her. She was so nervous she wouldn't get an award. I get it. I get it. It's it's so hard. I couldn't imagine being a kid nowadays because it's just... Social media, like I got to be a kid when I was her age. Just get get home. Does every kid get an award? You think? Uh, they did, they did, and I'm okay with that. I'm I'm not one of those parents. Oh, every kid gets an award. Everyone gets a trophy. Yeah, I didn't create that. It started when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. People were getting you know participation trophies, this tiny little fucking trophy, you know. And then there was but like, how hard would it be for a poor kid to sit through? 
Right. Two-hour ceremony and not get anything. Let's not beat the fucking kid down when he has no control over most of his life. Yeah, just be like, oh, well, you didn't get any of the academic ones because your average intelligence. Oh, you don't get any athletic ones because your average athleticism. Like, that'd be miserable. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all for our participation awards. And our generation did not create them, but we're the ones that get blamed for us. So, yeah. yeah, it makes no sense. Fuck the people above us. Anyway, uh, I'm going to take a leak, grab a drink. And then uh, you guys get to listen to Jackson's song, and then we're going to go over top fives. We're going to get out of here, probably, because it'll be yeah, like an uh, hour and a half or something. By time is flowing. Done. And then uh, I'll probably whoop your ass in another game of Madden, because it's, it's what I do. You're welcome. Be right back. Later.
That's what they do at colleges. Like my brother, he got an award, and you know they were like, "You got an award, you should go." And then he goes, and his family goes, and then kids that don't get an award don't go. They don't have to sit and watch you get an award. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I I mean, they I, even do that in the NFL. I was kind the of the other 32, 30, 30 teams aren't sitting there watching the trophy presentation. I was kind of surprised <laughs> at the right. Really created divisiveness in the house. Oh, so everybody gets an award. Oh. When do you stop? Because you don't want to destroy a kid's confidence before they developed, man. Again, again, to me, just don't make them watch it. If you don't believe everyone gets an award, fine. I have no problem with at T-ball, not everyone getting an award. But just don't make the other kids watch. Right? Like that's because that's that's demeaning at that point. You don't see that you don't see that in as a, like I said as an adult, like with the top of paychecks, like, you don't see that with us. I don't have to sit and watch someone who makes more than me get their paycheck, spend their money. Like like you said, like, oh, look how nice this house is. Look how nice your car is. I don't have to sit there and look at all that. So, like, as a kid, like, I don't, I have no problem with saying you only get the trophy if your team wins the tournament, but let's not make all the kids sit and watch that that didn't win. Just get first, just get first and second trophies if you want. First place gets a bigger trophy than the second place. I don't hate some sort of recognition because, like, I would if I w- I would almost want to be a high school a high school coach, and I want to give an award out. I want to be like a like a an award made with like a like a broken butt trophy, and just like make it like the busted busting ass award. Like I want to give an award to the person who like busts their ass the hardest on the team. Not so uh, like, we did have, have similar have an MVP, but also just like, but don't make it like make it like that where it's kind of funny, versus so, like the Rudy Award, which is kind of demeaning. So I um, schools were like, you got the Rudy Award, which means like you're not good at sports. Like it, it could be our best player that gets it. From what I hear, Aaron Donald will get it for the Rams. So I won most improved from sophomore to junior and from junior to senior. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you, you don't have to improve. You could just still suck. But the, you could you know who's going a lot of practice. And I was probably the best one-on-one and two-on-two player on the team. It's just one of those things like I developed so oddly. Mm-hmm. I won the hustle awards. I won. I had. I took the most charges. But you could by see a like, lot. And then uh, 
a great like free throw shooter. Practices, you see, you you could tell the people who are sandbagging it. Yeah, the people who aren't superstars really who didn't have to practice. And then not even not even superstars. You just tell you just tell the people who are lazy, like like my brother got no got honored like at his college. They kept calling him Rudy and stuff because he tried so hard, and he was just a long snapper. And I'm like, that is kind of demeaning, just because. Like, like it's demeaning because of like what Rudy means. Like, Rudy was basically like a, a token for that team. Like, you don't want to be the token person. You could be a plot. You get a plot one for working hard without basically being like, yeah, but you're also useless. Because he didn't like that. But I wouldn't like the Rudy Award, especially in hindsight. All I've heard about is how much of a piece of shit he was. All right, let's do this. Let's do this. This is a uh, how long have we been on? I can't believe this is this has been recording without a hitch. Uh, I like it. I'm sure you like it too because it's been fucking ridiculous. To, we've restarted the stream four yeah. times last week, six or eight times the week before, and this time one for I, one. I think that our running backs are probably going to be different too. Uh, I think so. It'll probably be, be different in every regard, but. Um, so you want to do top fives? Yep. All right. What in the world is this website? Okay. Oh, this is just game. It's just for names for starting running backs and teams. And is there is the, is there rankings though? It's their rankings. As in most talented running backs. Um, fantasy. It's got to be talented. It's talented because, because that's what that's the reason. It's moved be way too low based on. Yeah, you know, and that's the reason Pollard they put be Pod on there, but not. Oh, Zeke is on there too. Never mind. Never mind. I didn't even look at this website. I just wanted names, just to pull up to refresh. Oh yeah. So, number five. Let me on pure talent. Number five. I'm gonna go Saquon Barkley. Injuries be damned. I want Saquon there. I have Nick Chubb. See, I, I haven't seen enough pass-catching abilities for him to be rated that high. No, he, he's my fifth I, because on pure pure running. He's I think the he's. Best. I think he, yeah, he's he's my number two for just pure runners. But because he's I don't number see, one pure running. He's, yeah, he's, that's I'm, that's why I traded for him. But now I'm I'm already he's having the best pure running running back in the league. He's going to be a second contract. Dude, running he averages back. like six yards a carry. He's going to. Uh, he's one of the, he's probably my only running back now that I'm not worried about his future. This is his last yeah. year of his deal. Them signing Cream Hunt. He's playing hurt somewhere. Him. Hmm? Them signing Cream Hunt hurt him. A lot. He he needed to be somewhere where he could there are no ba- bell cow backs. By the way, my honorable mention is Najee Harris. Only because he wasn't super efficient last year, but we had a terrible offensive line. But I will say he was you know he was the only running back to play seventy percent of snaps. Last season, I didn't realize he played that much. He played eighty three percent. That's a lot. But he was the only running back who played seventy percent. Different era, man. My HM then is uh, Cordero Patterson, but, but vol- he can't vol- stay there because he's the volume back. But in, in his volume, effort applies to me. And volume isn't everything. So it's basically okay. What's what's your snap percentage? So he's eighty three percent. If if a guy's getting sixty percent. Of the snaps, but the his backup, you know, it's his sixty plus his backup's twenty three, right? Like mm-hmm. to like create like an, an amalgam of a player. My my fourth was Saquon. All right, my four is Tony Pollard. That is high. 
It, it is high, but um, so my my reason is his usage rate is so low overall. Mm-hmm. I have some of his based on potential. It, yeah, and it's so hard to rate a guy like that because he's so explosive in his usage. Yeah, his pass catching and if, if he had a bigger volume, would he still be as efficient? he would be lower it's probably if part. he's not that guy. Yeah. Uh, and that's because and also because Zeke's efficiency has gone down every year. But their offensive stats overall as a team has stayed high. Tony Pollard's the high for me because I feel like he carries Zeke in a different way. They're they're like the thunder and lightning of the Giants of 2013-14. He's Tiki and Rondé. Here's the thing, Joe. Number three for me, Jonathan Taylor. Why so low? See, I I knew that was ever since you had, what, 35 catches last year? If that, but how many drops did he have? Is utilization? Let's see, Jonathan Taylor drops. It might be hard to find. I guess we oh, should have had, specified he had five drops last year. Okay. And 40 catches. That is not good. So he dropped 11% of the time. <laughs> I'm going to match you on Jonathan Taylor then. I didn't even check out that percentage. Yeah, he had 40, catch- um, he had 40 catches for 360 yards. We should have specified more as far as... Uh, no, it's the position. It's not just running. Yeah, run. right. Position. Which is why which Nick is why Chubb wasn't on my list to begin with. Just because there's just so much dual utilization. 100%, but he he was fifth for me because he's so good at running that it's like, okay, if he if he, if you use him on first and second down, you know how easy it is to... But then how's Jonathan JD Taylor Nick above Nick Chubb? You just said Nick Chubb is the best pure runner in the league. I don't know. Partially probably just situation. Headlines, everyone, yeah. Headlines and situation, and everyone, probably. Everyone thinks that Jonathan Taylor is the best. and Yeah, in, headlines in, and utilization. Nick Chubb doesn't even get as much headlines as Kareem Hunt because... Splash and, plays. And, and Jonathan Taylor does do slightly more catching than Nick Chubb, which he does zero. Fair. Like, so, I mean, the 40 catches is still more than, like, that. that's why Derrick Henry's on my list. Dude doesn't catch balls. But he is a baller. He is a volume monster. So then three on me. Never since I fell in love with Darren Sproles back in 2006, 2007. It's it's, it's got to be like CMCC or CMC. Is your third? Because his body of work is fantastic. I also hate lack of availability. Uh, you know what, what? What? The greatest abilities in the NFL: availability, durability. He don't hit. Yeah. He doesn't hit it. But when he is in, he's the best. He's the best player on the field at any given time. But he's not on the field. And I'm gonna say it. McCaffrey is my number one. That's, I get it. On the like, when he's on the field, yeah, he's, he's the, the best he's the player best. in the league. And then to fill out my top five, I guess my number two is Alvin Kamara. D- talking about like a full body of work, the best pass catching running back in football. Yep. And he's just so elusive. And like he's not going to be a guy who's gonna get thirty touches a game. And I get that. But to me, again, it's it's like that's fine. You give him his twenty touches, 
They average like seven yards a touch or something stupid. And then use other 10 touches, go to Mark Ingram or whatever. Who, it, two it's is still, still you need to combine those two together. Two is who for you? What? Two was who for you? Alvin Kamara. Okay. But he said to me, I'm like, I understand that the knock on him is that he can't play 30 touches. But I'm like, okay, it's fine. You get a, a, a running back off the street, a Ronald Jones, a Daryl Williams, just a guy type guy. Give him the other 10 touches. And they're still going to be, those 30 touches are going to be better than any other running back's 30 touches, basically. Because Alvin Kamara's doing so much in his 20 touches. So two's Kamara for me. I'm with you. One for me is Mixon, because I think he's still an ascending asset. You think he's the best running back in football right now? He can be if they quit throwing the ball so much to Jameson, or to, to Jamar Chase. And... He's shown so so much strength in the screen game. My only knock on him would be he didn't do a whole lot mm-hmm. when they didn't have the receivers. So like he needed the situation to where like. But Kamara, they also had Kamara the worst McCaffrey line in the don't league. Have people. The Panthers yeah. are just trash. I mean, I don't know how McCaffrey puts up the stats he does with no QB, no line. <laughs> He's just like get good guys. I just uh, my issue is because like every week the injury report. Yeah, McCaffrey's always I great. get to hear Jake Glazer talk about whether or not mm-hmm. McCaffrey's playing or not. And it's so frustrating. I've been burned before and that, and by McCaffrey. Are we picking these people for a game or for a season? Because we're picking him for a game, McCaffrey's won. Like, if everyone's healthy and you're getting him today. If I get one game, I'm probably going to do a power run scheme, and I'm going to have someone like um, Blazing Game or Juszczyk. Uh, I'm going to let someone run that way through the hole, hit that first mm-hmm. linebacker out the hole, and just let McCaffrey work. Yep. All right, so then what we're doing quarterbacks next? Uh, smarter to do quarterbacks, yeah, because yeah. it's... Number five for me, Aaron Rodgers. Now... Sorry, bro. bro. So before we set uh, parameters, future for ever... Me, I was just thinking this season. Who's going to be that? Okay. Like, you're, you're, you're going into the quarterback. This guy's your quarterback going into this year. Mm. For me, Joe. Rodgers is my number five. All right. For this season, Kyler. Kyler fifth? Five. Four for me, Russell Wilson. Okay. I understand that he, he looked bad towards the end of last year, but I think there was a lack of caring towards the end of that season, to be honest with you. I think he was finally fed up where he's like, I can't do this anymore. Man, look at that. They have him, Russell ranked, ranked 11th. He, everyone's knocking him because of what happened towards the end of last year. Um, Madden bias, four for me, Lamar Jackson. See, Lamar is someone where if you just had to tell me that my team was going to be randomized, he might be number one. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, because because he he's so scheme dependent. Work. Right. It, you're right. And there's all these weird... Um, like PFF stats, so he's like the greatest quarterback just because mm-hmm. of his efficiency and mm-hmm. uh, everything like that. And I, I get that, but he's my number four for me because he hasn't and done anything. My dad never thinks Lamar's that good because he never plays well against us. But I was like, okay, we are an elite defense, and we're able to basically say your wide receivers are garbage, and we're just going to single cover them and take them away, and we're going to still be able to get pressure on you with our great pass rush and it's going to create problems for you because if you can't if we're busting through the line and no one's open no quarterback's going to be successful in that situation the Steelers or the Ravens Lamar would suck playing against the Ravens too 
You guys always end up with great speed outside. Your TJ Watt and their Terrell Suggs. Well, things we he might be good on on our team though because we have actual receivers. <laughs> you guys like, always have this big fat fucker like uh, uh, Casey Hayward. Who's your big D tackle? It's always a, now. Well, Casey Hampton was the guy though. Right. So you guys and just like they had. What does Elodie Nata Nata for years right at the middle? So you're stuff in the middle, two or three on him at all times for lane plugs. But Always like, have an outside it rush. Might have been different if he had good receivers, because because then he he, could just the, he didn't us. have had he couldn't have had a terrible one. Marquise Brown, look how much look what he just got, and everyone laughed when he got traded the the first round pick. Everyone's like, what are the Cardinals doing? That to me was probably a Kyler thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him and Kyler were roommates and best friends at Oklahoma. They're fighting for a contract. I think it was partially like, "Hey, man, we'll get your buddy here. Please sign." I think I think it was more that than just for Marquise. I think it's um, and part of its scheme too. They don't they don't ask Lamar to throw it a lot. But he, outside of Marquise, he didn't have anyone. And Marquise is a burner. He's not a three round. Yeah, guy. he he would be a top five wide receiver probably well, in the problem with Lamar's St. Louis or Lamar, uh, Kansas City. Lamar drops back. Looks for Marquise Brown on his streak. If he doesn't burn his corner, he's no one to throw to. <laughs> Maybe Mark Andrews. But if Mark Andrews is covered and Marquise Brown doesn't burn his corner. They just they just re-signed uh, Hertz. Or not Hertz. Zach Hertz. They just re-signed him. The Cardinals did. Yeah. Yeah, but I was talking about the Ravens. Oh, if Kyler was, was on there. I'm just talking about Lamar. Oh, I was Lamar. Like, I was like, okay. he drops right. back. And if Marquise Brown didn't burn the corner and Mark Andrews didn't get help get open, <laughs> then there's no one to throw to anymore. It's now run for your life. And this TJ is like the, coming from behind you. This is the ugliest game. Wow. This is like, this is hard fought basketball. Imagine at college. With right, a little, so it's not so smooth. We both just did four, right? Yep. So you're up for. Oh, no, I guess I do three now, right? Three. As much as I fucking hate the guy, I'm taking A Rod. I, I now after learning about how so you talked about everyone in the off season everyone I'm really looks confused great and how you're gonna fit all these my I know it's to really hard top two but <laughs> so the reason A Rod is on there is his efficiency mm-hmm. he's good that's what he's and saying. you talked about how every, how great everyone looks in uh, mini camps mm-hmm. Justin Fields is saying that he's A Rod so my concern. Is he drops down a shit ton this season based on if he weren't in his scheme, the weird mesh scheme that they run, which is what the Bears are going to run now. So my hope is Justin Fields has top 10 efficiency. I'm not going to say top 10 quarterback in the league. That that's a, that's a big jump from the 28th ranked quarterback. Efficiency, if he is close to A-Rod, my rankings and futures – for Aaron Rodgers will drop significantly because it's a power zone run mesh concept, which is very similar to the Chiefs run, which is a spread zone run pass scheme. Uh, so as of now, A Rod is three. All right. My three, Tom Brady. I don't think I need to elaborate on Tom Brady at all. I think we all know that dude's good. <laughs> we well, just... we're talking about active players. I'll tell you this. Tom Brady didn't make my list. <sighs> I don't think he's a top five active quarterback. As a leader, he is number one. Yeah. He I, is it. And I watched Man in the Arena, 
I fucking love Tom Brady. I it was hard for me not to put him one. I'll be honest with you. I I would let to Tom Brady. Me in the. I, I would let Tom Brady have his way with me. Um, it was hard for me not to put him one this year. I I understand. I totally understand. But as far as to me, I just think it's a skills. Clear, I, I think it's just a clear top two. I think Tom is not there skillfully like he was. As a athlete, he's still extremely subpar. Yeah, never been good. Arm, subpar. Leader, number one. He's just accurate and smart and experienced. He that's why cre- he's creating Tampa Bay offense because that's what he runs. And he's, you know, Bruce Arians, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'll run this. I got, I get that. Skill-wise, I don't think he's that. So number two. Number two for me, Josh Allen. That's fair. You're right. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree. Yeah, and I know the, you thought. And the, and the number one is Patty. Patty Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he's, and those guys are number one and two. I, I'm seeing a lot of lists that have Josh Allen number one right now, and I think that is just uh, prisoner of the moment behavior. I think that people are, are yeah. just like, what I've had most recently and you know seen. What? Allen still ain't beat Mahomes. Yeah, and, and my favorite to create is, something out of nothing. Herbert, I think, will beat Josh say, Allen. I something think Stephon Diggs is a stud. I I don't think Tyreek Hill is. We will see. Tyreek Hill. No, I think Hill's numbers. I think Mahomes made Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I think Hill's numbers suffer, and I think we're going to find. Gonna Ma- I think Cole Hardman goes from a number three to a low end one. It, whoever whoever Mahomes decides is his guy is going to be an absolute baller. Whether it's Juju or Skymore I think or Juju. MVS or McCole Hardman, one of those guys is going to be a monster. Man, that's hard. Um, and Kelsey's going to have a big year. That's why I didn't end up doing the trade oh, with if, Adam. If Kelsey gets hurt, by the way, Juju is going to absolutely ball out in those games. You're right. Let's because see. Because they both play the intermediate. I think both Juju I think both Juju and Kelsey have a big year. And then one of those MVS... Um, I think MVS struggles. MVS, Skymore. Um, I think MVS struggles. Hardman, one of those guys is going to be big. I think Hardman goes big because it's not hands. I think he didn't have the opportunity because his skills and route tree my, are the same as Tyreek. My concern with him is he never busted out in the games that Tyreek missed. A lot of times it's like Demarcus Robinson and weird stuff like that. So I just don't know. I do think it does depend a lot on chemistry. Mm-hmm. Because everyone's like, oh, who's faster, Hardman or Tyreek? And you're right. They are Cheetah and Cheetah 1.1. I don't think I don't think that Tyreek's that good. I think that people are going to see that he's not that good. Because Tyreek, he's what just, were his stats with? He's old. He's 30. He's like 30, 30 right? He's 29. Actually, no, he's 29. 29. What were his stats with Alex Smith? Uh, garbage. Can we pull up Tyreek's stats real quick? He's not in my top five, by the way. Uh no, Tyreek wouldn't be my top ten. Oh, he probably. I think he's. I think he was my number eight when I first made it. I just because I want to see before Patrick Mahomes. What did Tyreek Hill do? Because I bet it was a whole lot of nothing. Other guys I thought was going to be a stud though. Uh, Dwayne Bow. Remember Dwayne Bow? Oh, he was supposed <laughs> to be a baller. <laughs> he was for like a year. We see what Alex Smith's last year's starter was. Yeah. All right, so Alex Smith, 2013 up to 2018 Washington, so 2017. 
He was 33, 15 games, 15 games started. So, yeah, Mahomes started. This is yeah. his last year as a so, starter. Yeah, 16, 17. 2017. Well, he started 10 games in 18. So, so 2016, 17, and 18. What? Wait, did he not start? 2018, he's Washington. Oh, so 2017, yeah, this is last year's starter. Okay. So this is he was his, his last year. And he threw for 4,000 yards, which is And he didn't even play. He didn't play week 17 at all. Tyreek Hill had still 1,100 still yards, which is fine, but he was the number one receiver. 1,100 yards is not a But look five. at the change. The first year with Mahomes, yeah, 300 he, yards, five extra touchdowns. He also had five extra rushes. Even with, last year, he only had 1,200 yards. To me, like, why is that a so top, he, I think that a top because, five receiver? Because I think it's because of splash plays. Yeah, but it's like eighty, like the twenty twenty though, eighty seven catches, twelve hundred yards, fifteen touchdowns is a good year. But is it a top five? I do think he's truly low end wide receiver one. His numbers go. Yeah, I mean that's not special. Byron Pringle last year had eight hundred yards, so you know he's another look at, third. Look at, um, <laughs> That's weird. I didn't realize a- it was so. Look at AB stats real quick because they they oh, hurt to look at. It's hard. Like you're like it, you just look at wasted talent. It's not wasted talent. It's just like otherworldly. Well, wasted talent as far as now. Like, now I think you know it down as the best ever. Because look at look at that span between between 2013 and 2018. His lowest year is better than his, almost all of Tyreek's best years. His worst year was 104 catches, 1,300 yards, 15 scores. That was his worst season. His yep. other years were 1,500, 1,700, 1,800. How weird is that? The credit. The touchdowns, 8, 13, 10, 12, 9, 15. 15. Jesus Christ. And look at his receptions, 110, 129, 136, 106, 101, 104. Dude's a monster. I mean, look at those years. God damn. <laughs> I know. It's, it doesn't even make any sense, does it? He's got Jerry Rice numbers in those five years. Like, he's better than Jerry Rice in those five years. It was the best five seasons. In history. Streak in the history of the NFL by, by like, a lot, by the way. Do you know it was, like, 800 yards more than second place and, like, 100 catches more than second place? So, uh, what? We're going, we're going into the wide receiver rankings. Mm-hmm. Is he on the list? No. He's not. He's Should not, he be? He's not in the league. Should he be? Right now? Skill? No. Should he be? No. Maybe. He he would he would he he might be. He probably would be fifth. Fourth or fifth for me. But he's also really old now. You're right. So injuries are just an issue. Obviously mental hiccups. Because if you're telling me I'm getting him for a season. Very concerned about his head to make it through a year. All right, so my number five is Jamar Chase. So are we building this for one year or three years? Just one year. Just right now, this season. Who's the best receiver right now? My number five is Jamar Chase. On the merit of no one is better at he's going to get a 40-yard catch in that game, every game. I I don't think he is... You know, I don't think he is like a gonna get like a ten catches well, in the so, game really very often. Uh, for but, one but whole like Randy season, Moss. Randy Moss had a lot of years. He'd have like eighty catches for like hundred, like for sixteen hundred yards. Like, yeah, you could be a deep threat and still be very good. So I'd have Jamar Chase fifth. 
No reason I don't have him higher is because I just don't think he's not the type of receiver. I don't think it's third and eight in a close game. I don't think you can just hit he's not Jamar your guy. Chase. You're hitting Thielen or you're hitting T. Higgins right. before Jamar so Chase. Like, I don't think you can just find him. To where like A. B. By the way, you could any situation was A. B. Time. Always. You want to go deep? You want to go underneath? You need a possession guy. He won the end zone. <laughs> I need it and now. The best sideline receiver of all time. Maybe not close. That dude just caught everything and got his feet in. It was absurd. Yeah, who's your five? I'm going to match you with uh, Jamar Chase because of splash plays. Yep. And, uh, and I, mean, I think he's more quarterback proof than Tyreek Hill. I absolutely. He, I think he legit can just run straight and then out jump a guy. The problem with Tyreek is he's not going to get a jump ball. So the problem with Tyreek is a lot of his routes are running across the field. So he has to have that cannon. So I think he's going to be exposed to Tua a little bit. And they're going to realize that you can't just throw it. Not everyone can throw it 60 yards across their body across the field in the air on a rope. Like, Absolutely. Which is why. Where was it? Where was it? Um, my number four is going to be Stefan Diggs. Just okay. because he's so. Stefan Diggs is much sharper in his tree. He's very good, yeah. My number four is Nuke. Pete, assuming he doesn't get that, if I don't have to build in the six game suspension, right? <laughs> I fear God, homie. Yeah, yeah Nuke is Nuke is very good. He didn't hit my list just because uh, similar. Oh my God, Tyler's stats were very different with um, him on and off the court. So the reason he's not on mine is the reason CMC is not my one. The, the best ability is availability. Yep. And what the fuck? How do you hit? And I like, like guys like that, though. Like, that just put up no matter who their quarterback is. That right. dude put up for years with whoever. Talent, your people are correct. Mm-hmm. But if I can't count on him for a three-game span, right? I can't count on him on a one-game span. My number three, because you did four first. My number three is Cooper Cup. Okay. <laughs> why, why Cup lower than somebody else? Why Cup not two or one? Uh... Again, just rock, route, route tree. He's a slot guy. Slot it, guy. It, he's very good. I think partially a situation thing. I don't think you put Cooper Cup on Jacksonville and he puts up big numbers. I don't. I don't think he's just superb and just good. My number two guys can run. My one and two can run any route. And mm-hmm. Cup can to an extent. Don't get me wrong, but I think that he was in a great offense. And like, I don't know. I just. I have my doubts that you could just that he would just succeed in any situation. Okay, but he's still third. Like, hmm? there's no, 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 I'll get you. There's nothing wrong with being third. My third, T. Higgins, and my fear is that he's better than third because I still think he's better than Jamar Chase. He is such a big body. He's so efficient. Last season, even with a healthy team. He out-targeted, out-caught, out-yard yardages with Jamar Chase from week eight on in the NFL. I think T. Higgins is a number number three efficient, great wide receiver for the next five years. Because he's built like someone that's going to lead the league in it. He's a Cooper Cup with a bigger body. This is the same thing as last time where I'm like, oh, no, you're leaving out one of my top three, obviously, at this point. My number two, Devontae Adams.
I couldn't do your list with Devontae Adams, actually, because the age. I know it's one for one season, but I don't know what he was like without A-Rod. Oh, he's going to be a stud. Here's the thing. He separ- <clears throat> he he beats man coverage and zone coverage both so efficiently. So my number two was Cooper. Because I know he's a slack guy, but so is A.B. Yeah. A.B. never played in the slot hardly. He, was I mean, he, played, he played with it with, with um, Tampa, Tom Brady. But he might have a Tampa, but... But no, I didn't. No, Godwin was a slot. Godwin's a slot receiver. I do feel like it's an interchangeable thing because maybe AB it's just because I up. he can line anywhere. I do think it's because the plays I watched with AB, it zoomed in so far on AB to watch his footwork. He he works like a slot guy. Yeah, the way that he can do his pitter pat, swipe a hand away and but cut. He can line up anywhere. Right. Sometimes the Steelers would put him in the slot just to get him off of corners. I it's lo- to double. I think so that I love a slot guy, and because T. Higgins also lines up in the slot on a, a two wide set, well, they'll do twins left. When you can't, you can't knock slot receivers. I mean, it's a big part of the NFL nowadays. It's the it's number. It. It's probably the most important part as far as you need a first down and third. Mm-hmm. Yep. Choose your one. Justin Jefferson. Same. Yeah, it has to be. So Devonta Adams isn't even top five for you. He's seven. But it's because only because it's the unknown mm. now. I do love him, but I also saw on the outside, Devontae Adams has been a primary wide receiver. Jalen Johnson for the Bears, a fifth-round draft pick, shut Devontae Adams down entirely last season for the Bears. That was every receiver. But Except for AP. when he went to slot, <laughs> when he went to the slot, he had like 115 yards on four catches, and he dominated because Jalen Johnson didn't know how to defend the slot. Mm-hmm. My worry is that schematically and quarterback-wise, Devontae is more, he's, he's stronger than he is as a wide receiver than he is based on scheme. And that, that's why the same reason Aaron Rodgers like man is it scheme based? That's why I think that's why I think AB is probably the best receiver ever. AB can do whatever the fuck well, he wants when he wants. Literally, teams like when we faced the Patriots, they would try to take him out of games, and he'd have like two touchdowns and 130 yards because you literally couldn't take him out. You double, triple team him. He didn't care. He'd find space. He doesn't find space. He would just catch it with you draped over him. My hope is that Devontae is more like. Uh, Antonio Brown and Aaron Rodgers is more like Alex Smith. He's like, oh, he's a guy based on scheme, and he's smart well, enough see, to Alex, figure it out. Alex, or Aaron Rodgers is good. I have concerns though for him this season. He doesn't have a quarter. He he does not have a wide receiver because he's got he Christian Watson right you now. Could, but you could say Devonte Adams made him or whatever. Or you can also that, the other that way he made, that he made Devonte Adams. But the problem is he had so high of a percentage of Aaron Rodgers' stuff. He's like forty percent of his passing yards yeah. for two years. That's the concerning part. Is like, what the other guys do, and you can't have nine receivers with six hundred yards. That's not going to work. So, so my thought they process: they better hope that Watkins or Watson or Dalbs is good. I will freely admit at ten twenty three p.m. on five twenty five that the skills are swapped in Devontae's three and A-Rod is off the list. And that 
Aaron Rodgers' skill is based on scheme. And Devontae's work ethic. Those the hot honey sauce. I'm in, man. I, I told you. That's, that's what, a flavor I love too. So my thought process is that uh, on the on this list, skill and number could swap almost freely. Devontae be three, Aaron Rodgers be seven, based on scheme. And turns out the other guy was carrying the other. I'd like to see what Aaron Rodgers did like last year in games Devontae missed. Like how good was he in those games? Poor. Poor. So I just that just um I follow a bunch of pa- uh, Packer stands on Twitter. How how Devontae do in games that Rodgers missed with he, the he games did. that he played with Jordan Love last two years. It was last one year. it was one game. Oh, uh, it was only one game. Poor. But But Jordan Love also looked awful. Jordan Love looked awful <laughs> and, was a, and that was at Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And Jordan Love's mom sat on the uh, road ninety six by the flagpole of the South. Like it was, it was crazy to watch the camera zoom in to Jordan Love's mom to watch him play in his first game. It was awful. Um, Aaron Rodgers has succeeded without Devontae. Devontae hasn't succeeded without Aaron Rodgers. I get that. The thing is. In the games without Devontae last season, I think there was two of them. And in one of them, he passed for like 209 yards. Randall Cobb had three catches for 15 yards, bless you, and two touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers, it might have been less. It might have been 189 yards, but I think it was 209 yards. On short fields, the Packers, I think, in total had... 302 yards of offense, which is pretty low as far as offensive standards go. Uh, AJ, it wasn't AJ Dillon. No, it was uh, who's the other running back? Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones had more yards. AJ Dillon didn't have shit. So it was before the injury to Dillon. It, Aaron Rodgers did not do well without Devontae. But the Packers won those games. Defense really stepped up when they had to last season for the Packers. Yeah, Packers. My my thought process now is the Packers are on the real. They're going to go in a sharper decline than anticipated without having weapons for uh, Aaron Rodgers. Unless they sign Odell. Unless they sign who? Odell. He got injured in the Super Bowl, so yeah, he's not going to come back until week eleven at best, week ten. I have no idea. But the thing is, like, it'll but, be interesting to see, like... But Odell, he's probably top 10 as far as skill tree. The thing is, he, he'd be good with Rodgers. The thing is... This is the third in a row, three I saw, that didn't hit the fucking rim, but hit the backboard. Well, well... Dose! All right, well... I'm ready to lose some Madden, I guess, and... Yeah, we'll play one. We'll play one. What was it? Uh, 10.30? Yeah, it's early. Shit still. I think we did good on our top fives. Just yeah. enough differentiation with justification for both. Yep. For all of it. So, uh, I'm excited for our fantasy drafts and our dynasty leagues. Mm-hmm. I do think dynasty is going to overtake both ESPN and Yahoo in a period of time. For the serious people, for casuals, redraft will always be the way to go because yeah. you can't 
Yeah, but ESPN ruin your whole entire career in three years. ESPN's interface fucking sucks. Oh, you're saying sleeper might? That's possible. I was just talking about like redraft over dynasty leagues. You can do redraft leagues on sleeper. You can. I I think overall sleeper is going to take over all of it. I do think Dynasty is gaining in popularity. No, Dynasty is so fun for people who know what they're doing. But, I mean, if you're just a ca- like a casual work league, Dynasty would be rough. Especially yeah, if you're a work league. Uh, uh, turnovers, yeah, well, yeah. Turnovers people don't stay at the job. And then also just, like, if you really don't know football, you could make your team so unbelievably bad in, like, three years. You're right. It's just a sleeper's user interface is phenomenal. And I can't believe, uh, My only qualm is that it's really hard to get rid of the little notification badge sometimes. I don't know yeah, where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. It's in the settings, too, and that's what sucks. You have to go into the settings of your user profile to check the notifications, mm-hmm. and it's usually a message generated from someone else like involving mm-hmm. uh, at all. It yeah. is fucking annoying. Uh, yep. They'll work on it, but their interface is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Yahoo is still kind of stuck in 2016. ESPN's. I mean, it works. Yep. Anyway, this has been the uh, MBZ podcast. I think we fucking nailed it. I might have to split this video up into two separately because our top fives was our our top fives was fucking on point. I don't care what you fuckers say. <laughs> You're wrong. You guys have a good fucking night. I got to work on a setup here. I think now that I realize that that it was software, not me. I think we're going to be good to go. You guys have a wonderful evening. We'll be back next week. Uh, OCA is going to be done for the NFL. Uh, It's not open to the media for most teams now. I think the Patriots are going to fucking suck. I think the Patriots are going to finish 6-11 and this year. I can see it. Uh, What other... Quarterbacks going into the second year. Trevor Lawrence, five and twelve. Uh, Zach Wilson, five and twelve. Bears have a, I think it's because the Bears have such an easier schedule than before. Uh, nine and eight. Uh, who's the other one? Trey. I think Trey's going to be a victim of the Debo Samuel drama. Eight and nine. And he doesn't finish the season. I think he misses six games on injury. Who's the other one? That's it. This is the four. I think Deshaun Moss is going to miss the rest of the season. I don't think he's going to play this 2022. With suspension, you think he'll be suspended all year? I think he's suspended all season long. What do you think? I don't think so, but I'd be okay with it. Okay, that dude never plays anymore. Didn't you trade for him? Didn't you make him your starting quarterback because you love rapists? I didn't trade for him. <laughs> Just oh. fucking joke. I don't have him. Because we're, we're off camera. Oh, no, I don't have him. Oh, man. It was good. This has been the ugliest basketball game. It's like, I feel like I'm watching in 2003. Non-copyright music. Uh, Sebastian Pocket Grooves, uh, why don't you play us out here with some Let's Bounce?
Thanks for listening to the On Call Podcast. Check us out on Twitter at OnCallPod. Interested in being a sponsor or want to be on the show? Drop us an email at OnCallPod at gmail.com. For more info, go to OnCallPod.com.